Hello, everybody. We are talking about the most annoying art in art history. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at Art Prof, critiques, tutorials, and professional development. Dorian, this is your pick, and this hurts me, by the way. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> Justify yourself. <laughs> okay, so for the time that it was made, it's an amazing piece. I respect and love the influence that it has had, but I think it is one of the most cheesy, like out, like overdone pieces because it feels like everyone wants to replicate that moment. Uh, so, like, again, it's a great piece, but it's still very just annoying to me. <laughs> Jordan? So wait, so just so I'm clear, so it sounds like Dorian, what you're saying is it's not so much the piece itself, but it's the impact it's had over the last century and plus. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So That's not his fault. I'll be honest. Huh? That's not fault. <laughs> and and the face looks kind of terrible too, but keep going. <laughs> so success so successful it annoys me now. Um <laughs> well for me, I I never really had an issue with this. I, I never looked at it positively or negatively i just always know that pose that you know i've seen they've they done spoofs on like spongebob and stuff there's a scene where they patrick and spongebob are doing that um and i you know i think it's nice for what it is but i also have not even really considered it that much until 34 seconds ago <laughs> come on look at the sculpting i mean it has so much depth look at the feet the feet are just so monstrous and wonderful and this how can you not like this story i'm so confused okay so you look at the feet it looks like he spent more time on the feet than he did the face so <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying i think he he might have had a secret foot fetish that's that's what i'll say <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, I've never heard that theory about Rodan before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jordan. Why does the urinal bother you? I, I I honestly don't know how much I have to explain as to why this is bad. <laughs> um, it's a urinal. I don't think it's art. I think it's more of a practical um uh amenity that you should see only in the bathroom and the fact that this dude just signed his name on it and put it in the museum it's just kind of like what the heck man like why why in the world would anyone consider this art i and i understand it was to you know defy the expectations of what art was and all that stuff but it's stupid see? at the end of the day it's stupid but you have to contextualize this okay because the century that this came in nobody had ever done anything like this before and it, it just shifted the whole conversation of where art history could go so i don't like it either i mean it's a urinal who cares but it's context within art history and interpretation of art that was pretty revolutionary dorian what's your take i'm on board jordan i'm just like why why like this and there's actually another piece called the bicycle i think or something along yeah. those lines where it's like literally just a wheel uh i don't know it's just pieces like that it doesn't feel like the artist really <laughs> had to do too too much and it made it so far into the art world 
which is like cool but at the end of the day it wasn't that like mm, for the time it was but right now it's just like ah a urinal cool i see those every day you know what i, I think this you know you know why i think this is i think this is the original clickbait because clickbait <laughs> the purpose of it is to just get you to click on the video or whatever just because it's outlandish right and i think that's what this was and i will i will give it credit for that but also i cannot go for i cannot go further into saying this is amazing art like i don't understand how people can write full-on essays about how beautiful this thing is it's like it's a pissing machine that's literally all <laughs> and, and with a dude's signature on it so i i i, I cannot you can no one will be able to convince me that this is something that should be worthy of praise and that's that's just it i'm just sort of meh i'm like okay contextualize it it makes a little bit more sense but see i don't know that i buy the argument that you have to spend a lot of time on an artwork for it to be poignant because i think that's what annoys people about these writing maze it's like oh he didn't make it it didn't take a lot of time so in that sense he's challenging that concept which was around for a long time so, so are you saying that the concept is stronger than the presentation yeah which is okay don't you think oh oh yeah i i'm all about process and concept but when it's something like that where it's literally just this urinal and he just sits there and he's expecting people to be like hey my name's on it but also check out this urinal. It's like, there. it feels like there's something missing from that for it. You know, no, I can't even say it's missing because we're still talking about the piece today, so. <laughs> Amanda has a good point though. Dadaism, which was the movement, was meant to annoy, you see? So it is fulfilling its artistic goals. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is by the contemporary British artist Tracy Emin. It is called My Bed, and it is literally her bed. And I am so disgusted by this whole thing. I mean, I'm not saying artwork has to be pretty necessarily, but it's got all this refuse. There's like cigarettes and other things like use condoms, and it's just like, ugh why would I want to engage with this? Okay, I understand you want art to be challenging things, but we don't need to do it with used condoms, in my opinion. You can see here everything that's in the bed. And the thing that really annoys me is that it's sold for 2.2 million pounds. What do you think, Jordan, of this piece? I'm going to guess you're not a fan. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Um, I, I'll, fair warning, I did not know about this piece until like five minutes before the stream started. Um, and my overall interpretation of it is that it's just gross. Why would you put all that on display and it, for it to be like real, it'd be one thing if it was like an actual sculpture where they just like made all this stuff by hand or something, but for them to have all the grossness embedded in the piece itself, ugh, I don't think anyone needs to really see all that. I'm just, that's just me. I like, I like clean. Well, Dorian, <laughs> do you think we're having this reaction just because it's gross and so that therefore that's what annoys us or are, are we just needing to get over how gross it is so the thing is i feel like 
Uh, it's tough. As an artist, we know how our studios can get messy, but I feel like showcasing her room and like just the intimacy of the room is what captures people and why it sold. Again, like Jordan, I, I didn't know about this piece until right before the stream. But I think the thing that's the worst about it is how intimate it got, especially with like all the rappers, like just the trash is not necessarily the trash you will want to see next to your bed still. I feel like it's just meant to provoke a shock reaction because here's the thing she could have made my bed and it was like nice and pretty maybe had like laura ashley sheets and maybe there's some stuffed animals on it but i don't think she would have made this piece if she didn't have a disgusting bed do you think jordan mm, probably not or she just became disgusting so she could have a piece worthy of talking about i don't know who this is so i can't say what her personal life is like but i i, I agree with jordan i think it's just it's just weird to have all that on display and to be proud of it in a sense. Um, and also just the thought of them like transporting the bed to where from wherever it was to here to manicure and manicure, like, yeah, this little rapper needs to go here and this, like, it's just a weird thought, to, you know? Anna says, Tracy Emin is genius. Why does art have to be beautiful? There's a lot of powerful art about violence and abuse, which is what Emin deals with. Mm. And Carolyn says, I mean, isn't that kind of the point of the piece? is for us to feel disgusted and et cetera says, maybe it's about the contrast between how a person who makes it to a museum as an artist can still be a total mess. Well, so for me, the fact that we have to try to figure out why this is meant to be a wonderful, not wonderful, but impactful piece of artwork, like that's a problem. If you're like questioning that concept, do you think George, uh, Dorian? Oh, 100%. Uh, but uh, I, the conversations it's able to create is amazing. And the fact that we're talking about it for this long means it's doing the right job. I just wonder what ways and does she and her other work also represent it? Because if it's not like this and she still has that genius mentality in all of her other works, did she have to go this raw and rugged for this one uh, to convey? What did Anna say? Uh, yeah, uh, about violence and abuse, because I don't necessarily pick up violence and abuse in this, if that's what the piece is actually supposed to be about. See, Cantrell says, yes. Why is it museum worthy? Well, you know what? There's a lot of stuff in museums that I really think is not very good. <laughs> so the thing is, yes, <laughs> the thing about museums is they do preserve an artwork and artists within history. But, oh, gosh, it's so subjective sometimes. All right, Dorian, what's going on here? So this is a minimalist piece, and it's considered a painting, I guess. But it's literally just red. It's like shiny red reflects what it is, where it is in the room. I think it's just annoying because to me, it feels like something that people go to just do that cheesy photo right in front of uh, and to say, ah, oh, look at what I went to go and see. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
what Richter says, the result was a kind of cross between a monochrome painting and a mirror, a neither nor, which is what I like about it. And they say here, encounter with this example simultaneously enables and convolutes a narcissistic desire for mirroring. Spectators confront their own presence saturated in blood red chroma. What do you think of that interpretation, Jordan? I think it's incredibly pretentious. Um, it, it sounds like, you know, you know what it reminds me of? When I, when I was in art school, I remember there were times where students would turn in stuff, sometimes even in your class, Clara. And yeah, I know. They clearly put no thought into it, so they just made it up on the spot and used all the biggest words that they could think of so that they, you couldn't rely on a specific answer, but they also said so much that you think they said something. And that's how I feel about this, where it's just, yeah, the, what is it, the encounter with this example simultaneously enables the convolutes and nothing. It's like, shut up, shut up. It's a freaking red mirror. Like, calm down. It's not that special. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I'm I'm with Dorian on this one. I don't see the the joy in this. I, I'm not fascinated by it at all in the slightest. If I were to walk in the museum, I would walk right by it, probably not even notice it. I'd be like, what blood red mirror? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My problem is artwork with mirrors in it just annoys me to death because students do it, Anish Kapoor does it. And I'm like, yes, you can see yourself. Okay, whoopee, take a selfie. It's just, oh, mirrors are just the cheapest trick. I I'm sure there's some mirror art out there that is good, I've yet to see it, but <laughs> I just feel like anything that has a reflective thing, especially with selfies. Exactly. Like that, yeah, I mean, that's what visiting things is all about now is like, oh, I get to take a selfie. And it just, I don't know, it just seems so shallow, Dorian. Well, and I think you can also see the shift in artists and how they have to present their work for museums. It's changed drastically since Picasso. It's like everyone's doing it, or not everyone. Let me not generalize because that's not cool. But there are a lot of artists that create pieces focused on the user engagement in a way that they can get promotional material rather than true conversation and actual thoughtfulness behind the conversations. Well, I just feel like if it's just conversation and we can't be impacted by the work and it's just us trying to figure it out, I don't think that's a great thing. Like Seven Angelic says, I guess it's this feeling of was this really something deep you were trying to say, or was it just a cash grab or an attempt to sound complex or lack of effort because any could be true? Carolyn says, I love mirrors and things like mosaics with mirrored tiles or the use of mirror bits in some Indian art. Okay, good, see, I knew it. I knew there was good mirror art that existed out there. And good point from On the Lamb, who says, I think it's interesting that if you apply a word or intention to something questionable, it completely changes the context. You start to try and apply it to the work and think it through. Well, what do you think about that, Jordan, reading the essays and people discussing, maybe it's about this? <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm not going to say that I've never like, considered what other people review other artwork, because uh, I do it in the context of the things that I'm actually interested in, like film, like or like like Spider Verse, for example. I, after I watched the movie, I saw a lot. I watched a lot of videos, and they're like talking about the spoilers and the behind the scenes stuff. That for me, that all actually makes sense because all the thought really does go into, and you can see how it plays out in the story. With stuff like this, um, I don't. 
I don't know if I believe it the same way. It's it just feels like you're just trying to throw a bunch of stuff together and hope it sounds intelligent enough to be considered a part of the conversation. And that's why I say it's pretentious because it doesn't like it, it, it really like what are you really saying at the end of the day? It's just a bunch of words that don't mean anything to me. And, um, and if enough people do that, it doesn't make it automatically amazing art. <laughs> This is by an anonymous anonymous artist, Gabrielle Destre, sorry for the pronunciation, and one of her sisters. So it's a pair of sisters. And I know it's so funny. Ha ha ha. We're getting a good chuckle. But I, I don't know. I just feel like this. The old fart in me is frustrated that this is people's engagement with art history that it's like, oh, this silly, ha, 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 we're laughing. And I just feel like it's sort of insulting to artists. I'm like, artistry is way more than this. And yet for a lot of people, this is what it becomes. I mean, it's not the artist's fault necessarily, but come on, this artist, they knew what they were doing, right, Dorian? <laughs> I, I, I read a little, yeah, the snippet on the next slide, and I'm just sitting there thinking like, Okay, the oddly affectionate way in which the sister is pinching Gabrielle Destre's right breast has often been taken as symbolizing the latter's pregnancy with the illegitimate child of Henry the fifth. Yeah, fourth, fourth. Uh, where in that would I imagine that there's pregnant, like a pregnant woman? Like there, <laughs> there is no lead up to me thinking like, oh, like I'm. It's not even pinching the breast; she's pinching the nipple, like. <laughs> It's, oh, it doesn't make sense. It just feels like they wanted to have a meme that would last 200 years. Someone was way ahead of their time. And they're like, I know there will be phones one day and they'll be putting this <laughs> on a phone called Instagram. Like they knew, they knew what they were doing. Well, this is even better. Talk about interpretation. It's confirmed by the scene of the young woman sewing, perhaps preparing layette for the coming child in the background. It's like, yeah, people sew for all kinds of reasons. <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, what's your take? Um, yeah, I, I think, I don't think I would have gotten pregnancy out of this image. I'm just questioning why they can't just be a woman with the belly. Like, if you're going to show pregnancy, like, that's a pretty easy indicator of pregnancy right there. I don't know what pinching the nipple has to do with it. Like, I, it, it does feel like a meme. It feels like, ha look what I can do, <laughs> you know? It's just, it's just weird. And, I, like, I, I can't, I honestly can't imagine a scenario where this would happen in real life and it'd be considered normal, you know? Like, hey, sis, let me, you know, like, who, like, come on. Like, that's just weird. And, um, and then this lady is just like, I'm just gonna pretend like, you know, and it's like the Kermit the Frog meme where he's like sipping tea, like, I'm not seeing anything here. I'm just gonna be so like, like that's kind of what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> do, well, do you I, think that I a just, woman or a man painted this, by the way? I don't know, but you know, something that's a good point because it does sort of shift the way that you think about it. I just think whoever painted it they totally knew what they were doing and yeah they got all this attention it's like oh it, it, it's just frustrating to me when people are doing things for the attention i can't imagine that there's anything else that's motivating this other than oh i'm so funny it's so pretty it's a nipple and you know what's weird too they're supposed to be in a bathtub 
I'm like, dude, that is not a bathtub, okay? Like, what, did your shower curtain fall down? It's just, like, really dumb. <laughs> All right, Jordan, what's going on with the kiss? Oh. All right, so, <laughs> Dorian said that. Um, so here's the thing. I see this in a lot of art textbooks. I kid you not. I did not know what this was until it was blown up because it looks like an omelet on on a, on a page. Like I like all the values are so muted and um and just like super in the middle of everything. I really couldn't tell what was happening. And so the reason I don't like it is mostly because I cannot. I it, it's not something that you can just see on the first glance. Like it's just not painted well to me and um yeah it's everywhere it's all these art textbooks it's a part of our history it, you'll find a trillion um images of it on google and none of them are any clearer than the next because it's just not done well so yeah but can't you argue that it's a painting that invites deeper investigation on the part of the audience i mean that's not a bad thing what do you think dorian I can't unsee an omelet now. <laughs> it really does. It has all the textures and the variation of like yellow. It looks like it has the spices. It looks like it has the, like the nice dark finish. Like, oh my god, Jordan, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it could have easily been an omelet. Like why is it a kiss all of a sudden? I'm like, oh, there's a person in there. Like maybe they're wrapped in the omelet. Maybe that's the whole part of the piece. I don't know. I. I used to love this piece until I started to notice like the guy's neck, like the neck bothered me a lot whenever I started looking at this piece deeply at one point. And then also just like her, her feet. It made me think that they were supposed to be on a cliff. So I'm like, ah, is he about to like toss her off? I'm like, this is actually a really dark like painting. If I'm thinking about it that way. So for me, I do think there are certain elements that I like. But the Mark Rothko robe that he's wearing, where it's just like random blotches of... That's his name, right? The one who does the square work. Mondrian. Who's Mark Rothko then? Oh my Mark God. Rothko is the guy that does the big like paintings that are, you know, you just stare at them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that do that, Clara. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know describe it. <laughs> C. Cantrell says, I like Klimt. This is overexposed, however. I don't see it as particularly romantic. That's the part that bothers me. Like, she does not look comfortable. It looks like a really cringy kiss. And I don't know, people romanticize it. And I'm like, ew, I, I don't think I like this relationship. It's like he Counselor angered her at dinner. And she's like, no, don't kiss me right now. <laughs> exactly. You know, doesn't it look that like it is not a positive embrace? <laughs> Counselor Chip says, omelet, I'm never going to look at this without remembering that comment. I kind of like this. I kind of like this before now. I have changed art history in one stream. I <laughs> yeah. Look at what W315 says. Lovers blissfully wrapped in a warm omelet. Okay. Jordan, you need to quit this concept art thing. I think you should go into art history. You could write a lot of Good interpretations and I'll, ha I'll have it as like a 14 side hustle. That's what I'll do. <laughs> okay, this is my pick. I don't know how to pronounce this. Mannequin piss. It's a sculpture that's in Brussels. I'm like, oh, ha ha ha. 
he's peeing, but it's a fountain. It, it's just, <laughs> it's so dumb. It's just so vapid. And yes, I know you could argue, oh, it's so funny. But you know something? There's a whole genre, apparently. I don't know how to say this. Pure minions a naked little boy urinating into the fountain's basin so this is not the only one that exists out there but does this annoy you dorian i could so I, again going back to the meme kind of culture and art culture i feel like this is a meme that i actually enjoy uh the the work itself is really nice and it's just like if I were walking past the fountain, I'm like, there's this like little cherub looking dude just peeing in the fountain. I just laugh and be like, that's kind of funny. And I keep going. But it doesn't annoy you. Not necessarily. Not not necessarily annoy. It's more like and I wouldn't take it seriously, but I'm not annoyed by it. Jordan? Uh yeah, I, I just find it kind of funny. It makes me think of all these different things, like there's actually a Dave Chappelle skit where he talks about a baby like selling unmentionables in the hood at like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and he's like, hey, baby, why are you selling this? Get out of here. You smash your bedtime. <laughs> and that's what this makes me think of because you got this baby head with a super buff, like, body. Because he's got abs and pecs. Like, dude's, dude's totally bench pressing like 20 pounds. And like, he's, he's just, ripped. he's proud of it. It, it's just it's just amazing and he's just like i'm gonna pee in your base I'm like say what say, say something i'm gonna beat you up you know so I, I, for the comedy purposes i appreciate it but it is i will you know i agree with claire it's weird it's just like whoever thought this concept is just odd just i can't really imagine anything other thing other than this being an odd individual also the title is funny <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with humorous artwork. That's fine. It's just, I feel like whoever came up with the whole genre of boys urinating thought they were very clever. Oh, it looks like a fountain. Ha 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 ha. I just feel like it's really, really silly. But we also have Miss None of Your Business who says, oh, I love that kind of art. It is dumb, but humor always requires some degree of boldness. Do you agree, Jordan? Yeah, I think part of what makes things funny is the absurdity of it, you know? And um, like, oh, I want to quote Spider-Verse across the... I really want to quote the movie right now, but I can't do it. Um, don't worry, Jordan, I'm not going to do it. But there's so many scenes in there that are funny simply because it's just one character is being really dumb for a moment and um you know i i can appreciate that although i do think it's odd that they presented this way i guess there wasn't too many other formats to do it. it's not like they could just generate a meme in two seconds at the time but can you imagine like spending like 20 30 40 hours in the sculpture like this is gonna be great you know like it's just a funny concept to me Manette says, I suppose at the time they were done, it was probably very original. It's hard to see that way from our perspective now when jokes like this have been around for hundreds of years. Oh, absolutely, because you can talk about the art historical context, but then as a contemporary viewer, having seen all of the variations of boys urinating in a fountain, now we look at it, well, at least I do, with a big eye roll. So certainly that's something to take under consideration. Dorian, this architecture annoys you. 
I have so many friends that went down the hill of brutalist architecture. Uh, but this feels excessive. And again, making a comment back to what Jordan also said, this looks like it would be in the Spider-Verse whenever they started up the reactor. And it's like, the beep, 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 beep. yeah, like this looks like the result of that. And what's crazy like is, yeah, like it's <laughs> what's crazy is the guy started off with it looking as a sphere. I also forgot to tell you guys that like it was supposed to be a sphere and then he was like ah, i want to change it up and what's even weirder is this library is dedicated to dr seuss so it's like wait just, what yeah so this actually was uh for dr seuss and his wife because they actually donated a lot to uc i think yeah uc san diego so this ended up being the kind of dr seuss library it does not it, it, <laughs> There, there's so many elements to this where it's just like, why does this feel like there's so much happening? And it, it's just too much. It's like annoying. That doesn't, that stresses me out more than makes me happy. Like, why can't I just walk in the Rizzy library? The Rizzy library is the best one, in my opinion. Oh, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It used yeah. to be a bank. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the curves, the ruggedness, the concrete. I just personally don't like it. I know a lot of people do. So again, my opinion, but yeah. I just feel like it's a really aggressive piece of architecture. I feel like it's attacking me. Jordan, what's your take? <laughs> I, honestly, I could see this fitting in shadow boxers. Um, well, here's the thing. Like, I just, I just like the silhouette of it. I don't know much about architecture and I don't really have the same like depth of knowledge um, surrounding it. So for me, it's just like, cool shape, not so cool. And the fact that it just looks so different than everything else was like, oh, huh, why? Okay, I guess so. Um, but it's more of a, a spectacle for me. I don't necessarily see it being actually useful. Like it's something that you just be like, oh, look at that cool thing and just walk right by it. Um, but I can never see having a real functioning purpose. Like when you said library, I was like, what? You know, so yeah. I just feel like this is somebody flexing. Like, look, I'm so big and powerful. And look at the statement I'm making. And it just seems like somebody who's just like putting up their arms to show off their muscles. And yes, I'm sure because architecture is incredibly complex. A lot obviously went into this. But the fact that it's for Dr. Seuss, and it's a library, like, I don't associate libraries as angry, aggressive places. Like, they're supposed to be places where you can focus a little bit more. And we do have a comment here. Simon Angelic says, I respect the level of engineering. Oh, I know it hurts my head to think about what must have gone into them. And Amanda says, the photo of the interior makes me feel like the walls are going to collapse in me. Like, I, I just feel like I would be eaten alive the second I walk into this library. And even though it's concrete, it's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Jordan, you don't like the abstract expressionists very much. They annoy you. Yeah, no. Um, I It just feels like... So when I was when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I used to work at a uh, like a paint store where people would come in and take classes. They would often take their toddlers and they would give them like temper pay and all that stuff. And they would do all this stuff and it looks just like that. And um, you know, it doesn't really show a whole lot of 
skill to me. It doesn't make me go like, wow, look how fantastic. It just, it feels amateurish to me, at least with this particular piece. I'm sure there's some out there that I would appreciate, but it just doesn't really, it just doesn't excite me in any way. It's just like, oh, just done, you know? Dorian, what do you think about thematically Abbott drew on mythology, religion, and above all else, nature? Do you see any of that, Dorian? Or or maybe you don't need to. It that it's that kid that I was trying to submit that piece right on time with the cool meaning. Like I I don't understand where I see any of that in this. I don't know if it's supposed to evoke a meal a feeling of like I am confident and like I am about my faith. Like I don't get any of that because also in a lot of faiths and a lot of religions, there's certain colors that associate those things. I don't know any specific religions that talk about like green being one, but I know like Christianity, there's purple. I know for like Islam, there's orange, there's red, there's like the colors of like the Middle East. There's a whole bunch of different things that could better represent all the things that she tries she tries to do in all of her pieces uh it's not doing it for me though it it just doesn't i see a 10 so maybe that's something (laughs) actually you know what annoys me the most about this piece is the stupid title Like, yes, we know it's green. We know it's all green. I'm like, could you please just give us something else? That's because... a lie. There's white in there. <laughs> it's just it's so dumb. Yeah. yeah. You know, what I'm trying to figure out is like, if I, and I teach, right? If someone brought this into my class, I'd be like, how do I even critique this? Like, what do I even talk? Like, what do I even say? It's just a bunch of green and apparently white and a dot of orange in there. It doesn't, it doesn't make a full image of something like it's not representative of anything it seems like that could realistically find in the real world it's just too messy and abstract and i i just never connected with that it's not necessarily this piece specifically it's the movement in general that i'm just like "Eh." yeah blink says this reminds me of being in the woods quite a bit green is very calming i don't love this but i don't hate it I mean, that's sort of how I feel about the abstract expressionists. There are some pieces that I sort of like, but I feel very meh, I confess. I know they're a major art movement. There are all the museums and things like that, but I just feel very meh when I think about them. <laughs> okay, come on. This one wins the prize for the most annoying artwork. Okay, so Martin Creed won the Turner Prize, which is the art prize in Britain, it's the most prestigious, okay? So it's a room where the lights going on and off consists of an empty room, which is filled with light for five seconds and then plunged into darkness for five seconds. And it just keeps repeating. And that's the entire artwork is the lights going on and off. I bet you love this, Jordan. (laughs) Who said that? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> no, um, I also didn't know about this piece until you just mentioned it. This is really dumb. Um, like, how do you pitch this? Like, going in an office, like, hey guys, what we're gonna do? We're gonna turn the lights off for five seconds, and then we'll turn it on. And I'm gonna run up your elect- electricity bill, but it's gonna it's gonna go great, you know. And um, like, 
man, like that is, it's almost lazy to me. It's, it's, it's actually very lazy. It's just switching a light switch. That's stupid. I'm, yeah. Dorian, do you think it's stupid? <laughs> I think the coolest part would probably be, be probably be when the museum closes. Does it still do it? Because if not, <laughs> then that piece kind of dies for a night. Or if the light bulb goes out and they need to change it, like oh, it's really it's simple. And it could have been more effective if they would have done something in the room, in my opinion. I think that also it gives me the feeling of a thunderstorm, not necessarily the whatever meaning they gave to it. Uh, I just wish that the intervals weren't five seconds, five seconds, five seconds, five seconds, because it like there's the very no the lack of variation makes the piece a little bit less interesting to me. And also like you said, how do you even pitch that to people? Like, yeah, I want to go into your museum, take a whole room, and only turn the lights on and off for a couple of months, a couple of years. Like, that's... Oh, people kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, George says, just replaced a fluorescent fixture that was doing this thing. You didn't know I got an artwork. <laughs> Well, George, maybe you need to win the Turner Prize because you did this piece in your house. <laughs> I mean, this is, to me, the quintessential emperor's new clothes. And I, I just am like, okay, dude, Martin Creed, you're either really pretentious or you're just saying screw you to everybody. I'm going to make you do this. I mean, none of the options are good in my opinion. And the fact that it won the Turner Prize is just insane to me. Like, he had to convince a lot of, I hope, intelligent people <laughs> in the art world. To be determined that, at this point. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's in a museum. Okay, I had to get there. But then it had to win the Turner Prize. And I'm like, there's so many layers of acceptance to this that I just can't believe it. It, it just sort of, oh, it, it annoys me so much. <laughs> This, this is like the discount version of what happens before you go into the upside down in Stranger Things with the flipping yeah, yeah. lights, you know? Like, this is like the, the not so cool version of that. <laughs> well, Carolyn says, I don't particularly like the work, but I support people doing this and exploring the edges of what is art. Yeah, I mean, I think that there are other ways to do that. <laughs> of course we want people I to do this, that. I feel like a way you can make this even cooler is if like when the lights go out, let's say you just have like this glow in the dark paint on the wall or something like, or something that would appear yeah. on the walls that would show up only when the lights were off. That would make it so much more cool. Cause at least that way it doesn't, it, it feels more different, you know, but it's like they're Avatar. not paying me. So I'm like Avatar. Everything goes back to Avatar. Right? Oh my gosh. Did you guys like how both Spider-Man, Spider-Verse and Avatar got mentioned in the stream somehow? Yes, that was intentional. Look, Michael Jackson's about to tell us to just beat it in a second. Oh my gosh. Well, I get to talk about Aaron Tabate then if you guys could just indulge yourselves. Claire, you know how many times we've had to sit through Hugh Jackman and Michael Fassbender? Oh, poor you. Life is so hard. We have a workshop coming up this Saturday. We still have a few spots left. 
we are going to be drawing gestural portraits and primates. So information on registration is on the homepage of artprof.org. Please join us in the chat afterwards. It will be me and Jordan in the post live streams channel. And Jordan, what's happening tonight on your YouTube channel? Tonight, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to be doing some concert dart for shadow boxers. And when it gets all big, you want to make sure you be able to say that you were at the stream. So make sure you show up and on the Jim McFoe show. Woo. Join our Patreon group. We have so much fun hanging out in there. It's like a 24-7 art party because we have weekly voice sessions. You get to share your art and discuss it. You can also rant about all the various problems artists have because we have a lot. You get support from me and also extensive critiques in the Patreon group. And most of all, you get support in a small group of artists. Art Prof has services. We have artist calls, personal art curriculum, statement editing, portfolio critiques. Thank you to our wonderful top Patreon supporters. You guys are the bulk of our budget comes from Patreon supporters. So thank you all. Visit artprof.org. There's lots of content on there that's not on YouTube. Use the search bar. Art Prof has a podcast. It's available on Spotify and also on iTunes. And subscribe to our channel for more tutorials, critiques, and business tips. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye.